Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 15th of April 2011. Newcomers, I always suggest you should look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website and help yourself to the audios which are available for free download. There's hundreds to choose from and hopefully I'll give you some shortcuts to understanding this incredibly big system into which you've been born, uh, a radically different system than the one that the, you've been taught at school and that the media has helped to reinforce once you leave school because it truly is completely different from your Disneyland version. And you can also remember, look, these sites are listed in the com site. Uh, these are all the official sites I have. You can get transcripts of a lot of the talks I've given in, in English from any of those sites. And you can also go into alanwattsentinel.eu for transcripts in other languages. And uh, if you find sticking on, on uh, when you're downloading the audios, try the alternate sites listed on the com site, because sometimes too many folk go into uh, the com at the same time, and that's what causes some problems. Remember, too, you're the audience that bring me to you, because I don't bring on advertisers as guests, and... Um, the ads you hear on this show, it's not a show, it's a broadcast, really, go straight to RBN to pay for the airtime and their staff and their equipment and their bills. So help me with mine by buying the books, discs, and so on I've got at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, you can still use a personal check. You can use an international postal money order. You can send cash, and you can use PayPal uh, to order. Use the donation button and follow it with an email with name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you. Same across the rest of the world. You're stuck, I'm afraid, with Western Union, MoneyGram, uh, or, your, your, or PayPal and uh, for ordering. And straight donations, believe me, are certainly welcome too. But as I say, it's a big system. You've been taught a fake reality. Uh, and, of course, uh, it's been on the go for an awful long time. I've gone through the histories of the big organizations that helped to set up this particular system, first on national level, then international. Now, now it's completely global, in fact, and they run all the media. All mainstream media comes through a couple of sources, really one source, as far as I'm concerned, owned by the same little group, to make sure that everybody's on board, as they say, with the same information. And in the bottom level of reality, uh, that's the, the information you're given from the media. On the second level of reality, uh, you're given uh, people who uh, can add to it, add to the mainstream by other knowledge that they've got from books and so on. And from the third level, and it's not arguing, of course, because if, they, if you're given a, pro- a premise, a false premise to begin with, all you're doing is babbling with other people about false premises. So we don't expect really the truth at the bottom level. We can get the results often of increases in things and taxes and all that. That we can take as a, a, a fact. But any, any of the reasons why things really happen, of course, we're kept in the dark. We're given children's stories, in fact and advisors to presidents back in the 1920s and 30s 
used to say that for everything that happens in politics, there's a good reason, and then there's a real reason. And that's truly the way it is. It's truly the way it is. I say we're under one big global club, been going on for well over 100 years now, to bring in a global system. It's based on Darwinistic principles. It believes in eugenics. It believes in always planning the future, what kind of society they want, how many they need. And, of course, they use your tax money to to create their future for their own selves and offspring to come through into. That's what we build for them. These are the big builders down through the ages. They love big building projects. And that's why they love central governments, because they can centralize all taxations and so on into their big projects for conquest across the world. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. To understand this system that you're living in, it's partly an economic system. A big part, of course, is an economic system. And it's a different economic system for those who basically own the world. I've gone through much of the history of the initial group that came to light in our histories. I'm sure that many names before, they called themselves the Cecil Rhodes Group and the Bilderberg, the um, that the Milner uh, group as well, that became the Rollinship of International Affairs with the goal of using a, a British Empire system as the embryonic egg uh, to to shape the world. And then the U.S. was to take over from that and push it further across this whole planet. Part of the idea was to get a, a world body of where they could negotiate and get treaties signed. That was the League of Nations. They set that up a long time ago. And then they set up the United Nations that transformed, in fact, into the United Nations. And under the UN, of course, they plan to bring in what seems to the outsider, people who don't really know much about it. It would seem very Marxist initially, but you've got to understand that the big boys who founded the Milner Group and the, the Rhodes Society were all bankers, big international moneylenders lending to nations. And they had, they funded the, the Soviet system. The Soviet system was also called, just like the U.S., uh, the Great Experiment. And uh, they, they wanted to iron out uh, all the problems it'd have if they brought the system uh, nation uh, worldwide. And so they used the Soviet system to do that. The Soviets, too, would push um, Soviet, the Sovietization on every other country, communism in every country they took over. Just today, uh, we're doing the same thing, of course, across the Middle East and elsewhere. We're having revolutionary democracy, they call it, as we force other countries into the same system that we're in today. Terms are always changing, but it's the same thing. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's the same duck. That's what it is. And so we're going through the biggest changes as they bring the Sovietized system uh, which is much, much better for bankers and those who deem themselves worthy to rule the planet in, into the new system. And bankers prefer having centralized governments. That was a tenet of the Marxist uh, policy. And uh, that's why, of course, Marx telegraphed Lincoln for at the end of the Civil War. And he said, uh, now you have really centralized government and he congratulated him for doing so. And that's in the congressional records if anybody cares to look it up. 
So you, it's very, very different, as I say, this reality from the one you get on television, through your entertainment, and so on. We, we are born into cultures. We believe this can be the only culture there is simply because it exists, even though the culture you're born into is generally drastically and radically different from that of your parents and grandparents. And it's not because society by itself evolves. It's because those who plan the future decide what kind of culture they're going to give each generation. And it's working along a path, of course, to a sort of brave new world scenario where there'd be a far reduced population, much, much uh, lower than it is today. And there will be um, those who can breed and those who are not allowed to breed on conditions of the state. Uh, that's been written about by all the top eugenicists for well over a 100 years now, and it's still ongoing today if you look into some of the, the sites, which have got different names now, bioethics, etc., which is just the new term for, for eugenics. And they're actually practicing it on the public without their knowledge, in fact, in many different levels. They've also had talks at the top about reducing the populations for the brave new world, and they did talk about even using radiation uh, years ago and some of their big talks and, um, and plagues and all the rest of it go into the books written by um, Charles Galton, uh, go into the books written by, uh, again, um, H.G. Wells. He advocated that a lot of different techniques to be used in his book called A Modern Utopia. And he worked for the same organization. They, they take certain authors, build them up to, uh, to uh, popularity, just like they do with actors and so on, or musicians for that matter, and make them stars. And Darwin was one as well. They, they brought him up to the top. No one had heard of him before. And they made him a star because he had to bring through uh, at this breakthrough from separation of uh, what they call superstition or religion and start to get people convinced that science was the new religion and the, the, the scientists were the new high priests. And that's where we are today. We are run by what we think are experts, uh, even though they seem to be wrong most of the time. It doesn't really matter. It's a political agenda, you see, and science is used to simply confound it. Here's an article here to do, for instance, with radiation, and it's from 2005. And we have read on the air how they've upped, the EPAs upped the, the, the safe levels of radiation, uh, sometimes doubling, sometimes putting them up by thousands, and the same has happened in Japan and elsewhere, even when they've been taken off all the, the sites, the, the national sites down on the Internet, where you could actually judge things for yourselves according to different scales of radiation. Well, we don't get that now. We get little releases called minuscule, tiny, and in Scotland they call it we. Uh, for for millisieverts they call it we toty ones. And, and stuff like that, utter nonsense, just to make you feel that everything's fine. If everything, everything's fine, why have they pulled their sites down? Hmm? Think about that. So this is back to, to 2005, and it was from the Nuclear Information and Resource Service, and it says, um, Washington, D.C., July 30, 2005, the National Academies of Science released over a 700-page report yesterday on the risks from ionizing radiation. The BEIR-7, or 7th Biological Effects of Ionizing Radiation Report on Health Risks from Exposure to Low Levels of Ionizing Radiation, reconfirmed the previous knowledge that there is no safe level of exposure to radiation, that even very low doses can cause cancer. Risks from low-dose radiation are equal or greater than previously thought. So they're telling you this then, that what they had then 
was um, the chances uh, of getting cancer were equal or greater than previously thought. The committee reviewed some additional ways that radiation causes damage to cells. Among the report concluded are uh, there is no safe level or threshold of ionizing radiation exposure. No safe level. Even exposure to background radiation causes some cancers. Background radiation is what you'll get in sunlight and so on. Additional exposures caused additional risks. Radiation causes other health effects such as heart disease and stroke. And further studies needed to predict the doses that result in these non-cancer-related effects. So it's not just cancers you get from them. Think about that with all your x-rays, by the way. It is possible that children born to parents that have been exposed to radiation could be affected by those exposures. So it affects the, the, the genes, of course, and sperm and ovum. The bystander effect is an additional newly recognized method by which radiation injures cells that were not directly hit but are in the vicinity of those that were. Genomic instability can be caused by exposure to low doses of radiation and according to the report might contribute significantly to radiation cancer risk. These new mechanisms for radiation damage were not included in the risk estimates reported by the BEIR7 report but were recommended for further study. The linear no-threshold model for predicting health effects from radiation, which is called dose-response, is retained, meaning that every exposure causes some risk and that risks are generally proportional to dose. The dose and dose rate effectiveness factor for DDREF, which has been suggested in the 1990 BEIR-75 report to be applied at low doses, has been reduced from 2 to 1.5. That means the predicted number of health effects at low doses are greater than previously thought. Radiation riskier than thought risks to public and nuclear workers. The BR7 risks numbers indicate that about 1 in 100 members of the public would get cancer if exposed to 100 millirads, that's 1 milligray per year for a 70-year lifetime. This is essentially the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission's allowable radiation dose for members of the public. In addition, one in about five workers would get cancer if exposed to legally allowable occupational doses over their 50 years in the workforce. These risks are much higher than permitted for other carcinogens. Specifically, the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission allows members of the public to get 100 millirems or 1 millisievert or millisievert per year of radiation. In addition to background, the BEIR 7 report, page 500, table 12 to 9, estimates that this level will result in approximately um, 1,000 or 1.142 cancers in every 100 people exposed at 100 uh, millirads per year, which includes one fatal cancer in every 175 people so exposed. The risk of getting cancer from radiation and beer 7 is, is increased by about one-third from current government risk level, uh, levels and it estimates that 11.42 people will get cancer if 10,000 are reached, are each exposed to a REM. That's 1,000 millireMs or 10 millisieverts. The U.S. Environment Protection Agency Federal Guides report 13 estimates that 8.46 people will get cancer if 10,000 are each exposed to a REM. The Nuclear Information and Resources Service interprets this as a further evidence that unnecessary radiation exposures should be avoided. This means that the government is not justified in deregulating nuclear power and weapons waste because they're using, they're using what they call depleted uranium. That's what part of the reason they have all the wars to get rid of all their, their waste and render uninhabitable vast areas of land. 
as he's releasing it to regular trash or recycling it to into everyday household items, as proposed by five U.S. federal agencies at the behest of nuclear waste generators, uh, hoping to save money. No kidding, they want to recycle it into household goods. And upstated by Diane Diarigo, Radioactive Waste Project Director at Nuclear Information and Resource Service Radioactive NIRS. This also means that remediation of radioactive sites could be done to clear cleaner levels and that nuclear transport standards should be strengthened. So uh, this, it goes on and on, actually. There's a lot more to it, but um, it's got a good chart here on millisieverts and so on uh, and different risks uh, levels. As I say, well, they've, they've more than doubled them now and something up by thousands of, of what these are claiming were even uh, dangerous uh, back in 2005. And that's the music coming in, so I'll be back with more after this break. Hi, folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. And I've talked many times about banking systems. I've talked about the bankers. I've talked about the scams they've pulled off before. I generally say that they rape a, a nation or even the world at least twice a century, and that's held up by history itself. It's an ongoing scam. And uh, when they pulled the last one, of course, and crashed the stock market intentionally as well. As I say, it's just based on faith anyway. They could have kept it going forever if they wanted to. It was running on it long enough. And um, I mentioned, too, uh, that there would be a, a Bretton Woods 2, uh, part 2. And I knew that because I'd read the books and the speeches given out by John Maynard Keynes, who helped set up the Bretton Woods Agreement. And uh, he gave, gave speeches about it at the end of his life, and uh, he was happy to get this through. He was, he was a devout socialist, pretty well Marxist, uh, but he also believed in the true Marxism, which is that an elite, even a wealthy elite, should rule the world. And people really don't understand that about Marxism. That's why you'll, you'll find an awful lot of multi-billionaires are involved in Marxism uh, on behalf of, of their bosses, the bankers, like George Soros, of course, and he's in working for Rothschilds. But anyway, getting back to Bretton Woods, if you go back into my archive section at Cutting through the matrix.com on October the 31st, 2008, you'll find Bretton Woods Part 2. And if you go into 2009, I also gave a talk from, and I, I did discuss uh, what uh, Keynes had said about Bretton Woods. He said it would be the first part, the second part was still to come. And that he said, I won't see it in my lifetime, and he was right. He says, but it will come. And it's all part of this world globalist uh, socialized system that they wanted. And socialism, as I say, doesn't not, not mean it's there to help the ordinary person at all. They've got a different uh, definition of socialism in the higher levels. You have to go into Fabian socialism and listen to the documentation put out by people um, the, 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 like the founders of it to see what they meant by it. Because eugenics is a big part of it. They don't like useless eaters and... Um, George Bernard Shaw, one of the founders, talked about creating a gas, a painless gas, to kill off the useless eaters. So you better find out what they really mean by socialism, all you people who truly believe in it and vote for them. But anyway, you'll find both of these. One of them is December 30, 2009, 
and it's called To Help the Poor, Bretton Woods 2. And back in 2008, uh, Bretton Woods Part 2, uh, October 31. And you can read them for yourself right from the, mouth, the horse's mouth of George, uh, Maynard Keynes. So uh, just a, a, a byline there to do with this particular article here. And it's, we know, of course, that George Soros uh, is fulfilling uh, Part 2 of the Bretton Woods. We knew that before it too, because IMF was to be brought up to its full power um, for Bretton Woods too, according to Keynes. And uh, here we are. Bretton Woods' outlook is dark for America. And it's Wednesday, April the 13th, 2011. It says the George Soros-backed Institute for New Economic Thinkings just concluded Bretton Woods' weekend conference, a multi-million dollar affair, by the way, for all the top boys across the planet. Says of leading economists didn't actually focus on America's future. That's not true. They're their inner party and outer party, and the inner party doesn't tell them uh, the public what they're up to. But the sum of the discussions produced a pretty grim outlook. The current political and cultural polarization of the country was seen as probably worse today than at any time since the outbreak of the Civil War, exactly 150 years ago. The geography of this polarization is also similar to that of the Civil War period. Uh, and the issue of a powerful federal government versus states' rights remains pretty much the same. The polarization today is being propagated by wealthy and powerful elements on Wall Street and elsewhere that fund bitter, attack dog politics and sharply polarized media commentary. The power of big financial and corporate lobbies is such that they overwhelm reform efforts with huge lobbying campaigns. The effort to regulate the banks and establish accountability for them has failed to a large extent. Well, you can't do that until you get the Federal Reserve all sorted out. The Dodd-Frank law that is supposed to re-regulate the banks fails badly uh, because the reform of the banks to date has involved actually making them bigger and fewer, which is the name of the game. That was part of the crash deal. The biggest 50-odd institutions are being designated as too big to fail, but are not being subject to any rigorous or vigorous oversight and regulation, so it's business as usual. By dint of being understood to be too big to fail, these banks are effectively in a position to short the government, meaning that they can essentially force the government to subsidize them by pursuing risky investment policies that the government must then support. The cost of capital of the big boys is lower than that of the medium and smaller fry by reasons of the too big to fail designations. Thus, they will eventually squeeze their other banks out of the game, so bye-bye community banking and ever getting to a real person at the end of the endless telephone menus. It says, but it get worse. Americans are far too indebted and are trying to repair their personal balance sheets and cutting consumption to pay down debt. But this is, this is retarding recovery and forcing the government to spend more in order to keep some kind of growth going and unemployment falling. To avoid falling back into recession, the government's spending will have to continue for quite some time. But this will exacerbate the U.S. trade and current account deficits and increase overseas dollar holdings. The rest of the world is pretty strongly dedicated to export-led growth. The Germans are forcing the rest of Europe to deflate, and the only way for Europe to get any growth is through exports. China says it wants to rebalance its trade and focus more on domestic consumption-led growth. It's nice that China wants to do this, but it will be extremely difficult, if not impossible in practice, for China actually to reverse its export-led policies. 
result is likely to be a continued shift of production of tradable goods and provision of tradable goods services outside of the U.S. to offshore locations. So more business is going to leave the U.S. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back and we're cutting through the matrix. Just to finish off an article here that talks about Bretton Woods, and it said... uh, Basically, that so the result is likely to be a continued shift of production and tradable goods and the provision of tradable services outside of the United States to offshore locations. So, in other words, it's a continuation of what's left in the U.S. to probably China and elsewhere across the world, as the has been happening since they signed your own politicians signed the World Trade Organization's a treaty uh, for for China and so on and. Um, that's the way it's going to be. It says these trends will see a continued erosion of America's ability to provide a good middle-class standard of living at home and to extend security abroad. Well, they shouldn't be doing all this extending security. I don't know what that means anymore. It's just plunder as far as I'm concerned. It's the global agenda. So I'll put these links up tonight too, but just to show you how bad it is too, Detroit is to lay off, uh, give, lay off notices to all public teachers. And we know that it's been utterly decimated in that area. It says the emergency manager appointed to put Detroit's troubled public school system on a firmer financial footing said Thursday he was sending layoff notices to all of the district's 5,466 unionized employees. In a statement posted on the website of Detroit Public Schools, Robert Bob, the district's temporary head, said notices were being sent to every member of the Detroit Federation of Teachers in anticipation of a workforce reduction to match the district's declining student enrollment. He said nearly 250 administrators were receiving the notices too. The district is unlikely to eliminate all the teachers. Last uh, year it sent out 2,000 notices and only a fraction of employees were actually laid off. But the notices are required by the union's current contract with the district. Any layoffs under this latest action won't take effect until late July. So, but, but mind you, they're going to have other work in that area because this article here is, says here, prostitution and pot legalization could make Detroit attractive, Figure says. And it says, could Detroit be the new Amsterdam, a city where prostitution and marijuana are both legalized to help attract young people and turn the troubled city's prospects around? Isn't that nice, eh? Why not barrister and occasional mayoral candidate Jeffrey Figer said during a taping of Michigan Matters on what he would do if he walked in Detroit, uh, Mayor David Bing's shoes, and tried to dress the city's woes? I could turn it around in five minutes. He did a lot of tricks, that guy, turning them around. Figer said, I'd, lo- I'd shovel the snow and I'd clean the streets and parks and then I'd tell the police department to leave marijuana alone and don't st- uh, spend one dime trying to enforce marijuana laws. I'd also not enforce prostitution laws and I'd make, use, uh, make us use the new Amsterdam. Make, make us the new Amsterdam. We'd attract young people, Figer said. You make Detroit, Detroit a fun city, a place where they want to live, and they would flock there, where you certainly wouldn't want to raise a family if, they, if that was what the business was. 
Feiger, who ran as a Democrat for governor, appeared with Oakland County Executive L. Brooks Patterson, who took exception to his idea. How does that fix the schools or unemployment or illiteracy in the city? Patterson said, besides the outspoken Republican leader, added, have you been to Eight Mile recently in reference to the strip clubs and other elements found along certain stretches of the road? Feiger still thought the idea had merits. Don't let any self-appointed, self-righteous person say we couldn't do it, Figure said. The city of Detroit couldn't get any worse. Yeah, well, it's interesting, too, that I've watched uh, city mayors for years now, even in Toronto. I think Mel Lastman took a whole bunch of his councillors, a lot of relatives of his, actually, over to Amsterdam, and he came back with the same plan uh, for a big red light district where they could tax the prostitutes. I don't know how you work out the taxation rates and timing and stuff like that, but I'm sure they got it all figured out. He's got lots of relatives in that area, I'm sure. Anyway, that's how the system really works, folks, and that's what America and other countries have been reduced to as they have totally destroyed the culture of society to a desired level because this was planned to come down to this level long before I was born. And I've read a lot of the articles and books by big boys who helped plan it uh, during their lifetimes. Now, cyber responsibilities, the Department of Homeland Security, and another uh, draft bill it says here, it says under a White House plan, the Homeland Security Department will have far-reaching oversight over all civilian agency computer networks. I'll put this article up tonight at cuttingthroughmates.com along with the rest. Uh, but it shows you how they're really getting into uh, some really um, nasty stuff to do with websites and so on and so on. And, and even the guys who are allowed to read this, the politicians, the, sh- the brief uh, period they're allowed to read it, it doesn't look good at all as they rampage ahead with Homeland Security taking over all of this, under the guise of e-commerce and different things and so on. It's much, much more than that, of course. Uh, they're, they're going to go ahead and literally, um, it's not just policing the Internet anymore. It's beyond that. They're going to just start dropping uh, sites. They'll just disappear one by one by one. And we saw that coming a long, long time ago. I'm sure we all saw that coming. And... From the activist post, it talks about the budget. It says the budget deal turns out to be a gigantic fraud. Well, they always are. It says originally the deal between the White House and congressional Republicans was touted for delivering $38 billion in cost savings. Then yesterday's analysis showed that the savings were probably just half that, since a lot of the savings came from not spending money that was never going to be spent. It turns out the spending cuts are even more minimal than that. According to the CBO via National Journal, the total savings comes to a whopping $352 million worth uh, with uh, an M, it says, $352 million. A comparison prepared by the CBO shows that the omnibus spending bill advertised as containing some $38.5 billion in cuts will only reduce federal outlays by $352 million below 210 spending rates. So spending more than that per day over in the Middle East. The nonpartisan budget agency also projects that total outlays are actually some $3.3 billion more than in 2010 if emergency spending is included in the total it's got the full article there if you want to read it. Now, there's a caller been hanging on here. There's John from Canada. I'll take John now if he's there. Is John there? Hello. Yes, I can hear Yep, go ahead. Hey, uh, yeah, I called. I, uh, I wanted to, uh, you were talking earlier about how uh, there's media control on information, and uh, you 
you know, I have suggested that there is a eugenics agenda, which I'm not disagreeing with, but I just wanted to hopefully give you two quick examples of media control, and then you could roll with it if you want, or just something to consider. Uh, the first one, real quick, uh, you know, the UV ratings that the TV and the news, corporate news tell us, well, it's uh, it's a six today, mm -hmm. so you better wear some suntan lotion, and oh, it's an eight. Uh, well, that's a floating scale, so we have to figure out what what's the milligrams. Uh, you know, what what kind of danger is uh, what kind of danger is it out there? So I phoned Environment Canada, and it's like top secret information. I, it took yeah. me this. I did this about ten years ago or so. It was very very difficult to find out how this thing is run. And apparently, every every year, what they do is they take some reading in a tropical rainforest near the equator, mm -hmm. and they call that an eight. And then they take measurements and measure it against that eight. So t today's eight isn't tomorrow's eight or next year's eight, but it's a way of placating the people because they'll always, you'll, you know, it'll never get worse than an eight, even if you die in an instant by getting a, 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 a massive dose of radiation. Now it's gotten a lot better because I guess HARP start, stopped burning holes in our ionosphere, of which they admit to doing. And New Zealand, a number of years ago, five or six years ago, had some really high, extremely high cancer rates, and the milk was contaminated, and it was really bad because largely they had this huge hole above their country, where the ionosphere wasn't filtering out this uh, biologically dangerous. Uh, um, um, poison. So, you know, motivations there. My second example is uh, uh, the casinos. Uh, Detroit, incidentally, is criminally victimized through this through the scams they're running in the casinos. But here's an example that fits what you're saying. You know, the general public don't know about this. It isn't it isn't necessarily forbidden knowledge because you can get the information if you pursue it yourself. But very few people do, and they can't believe it because, of course, the lotteries would be honest. Of course, the casinos are not cheating us. And who's motivated to tell us it's they're not cheating us? It's in Canada, in Manitoba. We only have really one newspaper, and they have endless ads for the casino every day. There one radio station, only one radio station in Manitoba sure. that, that covers the news. Every every free minute they have is another casino commercial. So mm -hmm. they get And plus a free helicopter, free cars, everybody gets free everything. And as a consequence, they don't tell us, you know, they're, they're stealing. It's a criminal theft. Mm -hmm. As much as 70% through slot machines. They tell you, it like they do in Detroit, we're only taking 3%, but really they're taking 80 Yep. And these people pocket this cash, and the cops can't get on the job as it is in Canada. I've spoken to the RCMP on this particular criminal issue, mm -hmm. and they can't move forward because it's it's uh, operated through the pro provincial government. Yep. And it and it's um, it, it breaks all kinds of laws. But they're worried, you know, you'll lose your job. And and a number of years ago, the so-called Liberal Party disbanded the corporate crime division of our nation. We had the corporate crime division of the RCMP. The whole place was disbanded. All of them were offered double salaries to go work for Monsanto. So we don't even have a corporate crime division yeah. in ontario they have backlogs they go back more than a decade of crimes over a million dollars and w5 one of our news shows comparable to 60 minutes showed a police office i think it was in toronto where the 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 undone investigations are stacked up all right up to the ceiling in one room and there's no mm -hmm. cops allowed to investigate and they're all crimes yeah. that have been touched upon by officers but haven't been allowed to carry through so the idea of eugenics uh, being a motivational factor we can surely apply that to them not telling us what the uh, millirems uh, per, per hour it is or whatever of course, of course. the very fact as i say that the fact the fact that they actually pull all the sites across the world off at the same time if the if readings were so low as they keep telling us well, why have they pulled all these sites off so that we can see for ourselves? I mean, that's an, that's an indication, obviously, something's wrong. <laughs>
Yeah, and I totally agree with you. You know, uh, we do get the disinformation that, well, maybe radiation isn't bad. Look, people who have cancer get radiation treatments and they die instantly. That must be a good thing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things about the death panel, I know I, we're probably going to be totally diametrically opposed on, on understanding with this issue, but the one thing with the death panels that Overman did cover was that if somebody was approaching a treatment for cancer and uh, uh, they would be told that if you take this radiation treatment, you're almost guaranteed to die. If you refuse it, you could, because uh, uh, these are the numbers that are recorded, you have a, a greater, much greater, higher chance of surviving. And this would have been in one of the provisions that uh, applies to what, what is referred to as the death panel. Nobody dis discusses it because it's very difficult to understand the language. But anyway, that's yeah. one particular thing where radiation for cancer is crazy. But anyway, I don't want to get off track. But like you say, they don't want us to know what we can measure to be so, how we're being robbed. Obviously, obviously. And getting back to casinos and so on, I can remember when they started up the, the lotto in uh, Ontario, Lotterio, and uh, once in a blue moon they'll show you someone's picture there, you know, who won it. Once in a blue moon, just to make it sound like it's, it's really okay. And you'll always find if you do your background checks on the people who win, they're always just retired police chiefs or their wives, or, or they're, they're retired bureaucrats, uh, always, always, by the way. And there was one, one famous scandal that came up, uh, I think the CBC covered it, where the, the board that selects the winner had actually made a deal with a woman that did make her the winner, and obviously she had to split the loot with the guys that made her the winner. And that came on CBC. The cops had, in, had been initially investigated superficially, and then I think they were told to back off. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly it. I've called the cops myself numerous times. They stole, I wrote a paper called Stand Together or Don't that covers the criminal shenanigans in Manitoba, uh, which is very similar, right? And no matter where you look, there's crime happening because there's no accountability. Our newspapers refuse to defend ourselves. But in Texas, I was just told uh, today, actually, that a woman's won, I think, the fifth time. Uh, super lotto, you know, yeah. and the thing about if anybody works out the numbers, which nobody does, like I say, it's not necessarily forbidden material, it's just nobody really discusses it and nobody's too knowledgeable on it, although you can get the information. Yeah. I mean, uh, the lotto 649, as we have in Canada, is just corrupt. Everything's corrupt. The scratching wind. Everything is corrupt. You're, you're dead on everything is corrupt. But, you know, the politicians are corrupt. Uh, they're chosen because they're corrupt, and they can keep quiet about it and their bosses above them will do what they're told. It was the same when they brought in the GST. Mulroney said that this is going to help pay off the national debt. When he got out of office, he says not one penny went to the national debt. So, that I mean, why do we bother voting at all? Yeah, well, we got to get a guy in there who's going to say we're opening a Bank of Canada branches right across the country, and we're going to give extremely low-interest loans. We're going to do a favor for everybody and stop letting these private banksters uh, clear tens of billions of dollars each quarter in Canada. And we've got a much smaller population than, than the know. United States, and they're just they're billionaires. Or in the, in the but you've you got to understand that there's something much bigger above all of them, and it's the big, big gang of, of globalists that run it all. It's the big money lenders that lend to the banks. They run the whole world show, and they'd never allow an honest system. It's not on the cards. It's not in their future because they've planned the future already. Uh, and and you know, the kind of society they're going to bring in. We see mm -hmm. the same kind of crimes. These guys don't carry guns at the casino, but they know you can't communicate well enough. And plus, nobody even wants to hear what you have to say because everybody agrees we need to rip off Grandma Jones. If Grandma Jones wants to lose her money at the casino and get yeah. stolen from... And what's amazing, too, is when you... I used to watch uh, these little minibuses come around... And uh, carry, all, carry all the pensioners. That it was mainly women whose husbands had died, and they'd, they'd pick them all up and bust them off one little minibus after another from little rural towns in Ontario, 
and bus them down to Windsor to spend all their pension money. I mean, this is incredible, but this is the real face of government. You're, we're run by gangsters. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it wouldn't be as bad as if, if they actually paid out some cash. Like, they're so greedy, mm-hmm. they won't give out a dime. Like, you just scratch and win tickets, they print up the tickets, of course. If you have 30 uh, winning tickets, out of, or if you print 30 free tickets out of 100, then they'll say, well, we paid out 30%, and they didn't pay back a single penny. And that's no. what they'll do. You know, so Super 7 tickets, you've got to get, like, 5 out of 7 numbers, and you win a, I think it's 5 out of 7, it's pretty close to that, and you win a free ticket, oh, boy. Well, they're going to count that against you. You lost two bucks there, sucker. Well, to be honest with you, the, the, the whole thing is for suckers. You understand? That's what the whole... We are suckered our whole life long. You pay into pension funds. You get a carrot there. If you can, if you can get through this crisis-ridden life here with everything going up and wars and, and taxation and bank failures and managed to save something up, you get this carrot stuck in front of you that you never get to bite because at the time you retire, the dollar is worth nothing. And uh, all your money's worth worth worth, worth damn doll. So I mean, we're suckered at every level, and that's the name of the game. There's very intelligent people on this in this big global gang here above the government level running the show, and they literally have figured every darn thing out to, for all of us. Yeah. Except our success on arresting them for criminal fraud, which we can prove very easily. and through We can prove anything. We, we, there's so much we can prove, but it's never going to happen. Because, you see, this is not the people's system, and it never was. That's when it really hits you. It's, it's not your system. It never was. You know? Yeah, we got to change it. There. we got to be treated fairly. If we're treated unfairly, that's not good. Nobody should support ripping off Grandma Jones, even if the newspaper says that's the only option. Like they're yeah. making, I, they gave a free helicopter to the new, to newspaper or to the radio station. They get free cars when you work there at the lotteries. Everybody gets a brand new free car. Well, of course that's mafiosa. That's how it works. Yeah, right. of course they're it is. stealing our prizes, and they need to go to jail. But uh, RCMP. But here, here you are watching your, here you are watching your federal government have, have their their G20 meetings and, and hiring prostitutes, male and female, for the dignitaries that come in. Uh, they, they do this every year. It's published in the paper sometimes. Uh, and how do you expect any honesty whatsoever when you're run by gangsters? That's not going to happen. You know. Pentagon buying child pornography and just figure they can't be arrested because they're the Pentagon. We could change that. Demand their arrest. The people could change it if the will was there. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. And just before I go to Bob from Texas, uh, I'll put up, I'll just mention, I'll put all these links up tonight at cuttingthroughreach.com, plus this one here on Canada, because uh, they want to put basically metering systems, as they call it, uh, to do with your Internet. They're, they're still pushing this, this bill through, apparently, and they want to literally uh, start, you'll be paying by how much you use the Internet and so on. So that's the way it'll go first in Canada, then the world. Now go to Bob from Texas. Are you there, Bob? Uh, yes, yes, I'm here, Alan. Thank you for taking my call. Can you hear yeah. me? Yes, I can. Yep. Okay. Uh, hey, I uh, really appreciate that last caller. Man, <laughs> I mean, he had a mm-hmm. bunch of information. Same thing here in Texas. They were against that lottery. Yep. And, uh, you know, and it came in, and just like you said, they bus, they have special buses that go to Louisiana to participate yep. in all this gambling and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, didn't Orwell do this sort of thing in 1984? Didn't he touch on that uh, lottery a lot? 
Well, they had that. They've all talked about lottos um, even for a hundred years and bringing lottos for the for the people at the bottom. Yeah, the yeah bottom. entertainment distraction. Yep. I, mm-hmm. I've got a question here, and it's kind of been gnawing at me, and I wanted to uh, see if I could worm this in here. Uh, you know, I've been doing. I've done some reading on. Uh, I don't know if it was from the Hiram Key or, or some of the other Masonic ri- uh, writings that I have read, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know they kind of. Uh, Talk about not liking the Apostle Paul a lot. In fact, mm-hmm. really kind of despising some of the things that he touched on. Yeah. Um, and then, and I, I have personally heard of some churches, and I'm not going to talk, you know, name them or whatever. That, but uh, actually say that uh, you know Paul was a uh, the Apostle Paul was a chauvinist, and you know just kind of bashing mm-hmm. him. Yep. Uh, as far as his beliefs, I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that. I, I know that the, the communists, when they actually it was it was the Frankfurt School, had uh, a wide variety of targets, and one of them was, of course, to, to eradicate uh, Christianity. And Paul, of course, is the guy who brought Christianity to the Gentile populations. Before he came along, it was just a, a little sect within Judaism, and you, you'll find even today. Uh, that you can't mention Paul even in the Judaic circles because uh, they they have an awful hard time with Paul for bringing Christianity to to stealing what they claim stealing a religion uh, of theirs and giving it to the world. Kind of a perpetual so, cat of nine tails. Yeah, yeah. and it, that's what they say. They say he changed his name from from Saul to Paul. He gentilized his name, which was a, a, a taboo thing to do, and so on. And and then I wanted to touch on another thing. Uh, and Paul, by the way, said, you see, that the women should keep quiet in church, not because they kept yapping in church at what the feminists have been taught. It's because in those days it was common for women to stand up, just like in Pentecostals today, and start channeling God through them, uh, messages from God. And so you couldn't get a service finished. It'd be one after another channeling, oh, God loves you and God loves you all, you see. So that was the reason. And it's also a thing, they shouldn't adorn themselves a certain way, and a lot of the Pentecostal took it the, the way that they shouldn't, uh, they shouldn't dress or whatever. No, he was talking yeah. about don't let that adorning be the, the image or so forth. Mm-hmm. Let, let it come from your heart. And, yeah. But they take, you know, it's doctrine twisted. Uh, but I, I wanted to touch on another thing. You know, I saw a, uh, oh, doggone, I hear the music. Yeah. Uh, I saw a EMS thing, uh, uh, vehicle that had a placard that said funded, this vehicle funded by the Department of Homeland Security, and it was a, a municipality slash county vehicle. Yes. Oh, I yeah. mean, they, you know, they're creeping in, federalism creeping into the uh, local municipalities. It's into your home, actually. That's where, as, as far as it it's is. incredible. Rip. Yeah, I know. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Alan. Bye-bye. Bye now. From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your gods, go with you.